I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. So welcome back to 15 Minute Film Fanatics. This is a, one of our one-shots we do on Saturdays where we talk about something uh, in a shorter amount of time than we would for a full film. Um, one thing we're going to talk about today is not a film, it's a podcast. We're going to talk about another podcast, a rival podcast. And um, Jeffrey Tambor has a great podcast called Acting Schmacting, where he talks to different actors about the craft of acting. And in November of 2019, he did an interview with David Mamet, who Mike and I both uh, like a lot of his films. We love Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. We've done Homicide on this show. Um, I've We love House of Games, other things like that. Um, so... It's an old podcast. It's an older episode, but look it up. It's really, really funny because Mamet comes across doing his shtick. He's full of opinions, full of one-liners. I just listened to it. I actually listened to it twice, and then I texted Mike, listen to this and let's talk about it. So we have not discussed it yet. Mike, you just listened to it. What was your take on it? Uh, I thought it was great. There's a, there's a trope of of older people giving millennials uh, verbal smackdowns, and that's all, that's all this is. It's a verbal smackdown for about 20, 30 minutes of why um, no actors of his generation were any good, except the ones that you know, why nobody else made it, why nobody can make it today. And, you know, apparently it's because everybody's standing around with their hands in their pockets, uh, crying instead of going out and starting their own film company. Because, you know, of course, now I'll take that with a grain of salt though, because if you know anything about Mamet, you know that he did. He you know, did. When, it, when he, if he wanted to put his own plays on, he formed a, a, a theater company. It's like, well, how did he get his big break? I don't know. He put a theater company together and they acted his plays and then people saw them. You know, how did he get big? He wrote the screenplays for all these huge movies and just kind of bullied his way uh, into it. So um, it would, it would be like that, except if all the, um, if all the older boomers took their, you know, had taken their own advice. And that's, I think where his sense of moral authority and humor comes from. Yeah, I, lo I love how he takes down like the actor's studio and he says, you know, the actor's studio didn't make Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando made the actor's studio. I never believed in any of that actor's studio stuff. Like I I think Mamet articulates what I always suspected. And I've read his book on acting. Have you read his book on acting? No. It's terrific. Um, you know, he says his whole thing is stand still and say your lines. Stand still and memorize your lines. And the way you deliver them like is your character. There's no such thing as character. Like I think he says, we talk about character air quotes because we're trying to articulate something that's very hard to articulate but all the stuff about sense memory and your interior monologue and stuff he's like no if, if you have to go open the door walk across the, the stage and open the door yeah the Evelyn Waugh has a quote about writing where he says that he doesn't understand the gimmicky writers that try to make people in books he said of course there's no people in books there's the impression of people which are which is based on impression made out of language just as an, a, a picture, a Renaissance painting is not three-dimensional. It's in fact two-dimensional, but there are certain techniques that you can use to give the impression of greater depth and, and well up emotions. And I think that's exactly Mamet's kind of theory about acting, which is if you say what you're supposed to say and look the way that you're supposed to look, the, there's a thing that will happen between actor uh, and viewer that I think the the method would have you believe happens between the actor and himself or the yeah. actor and his director. The thing I like about Mamet's bitching is that uh, it, even, even those director's notes would be kind of like an unnecessary menage a trois because you have, yeah. and I, I love the way he says, I never Beats, understood yeah. what the fuck a beat is. Yeah. yeah, what's a beat? What's my objective? Because I don't know what that means, right? John Huston says somewhere that if someone asked him what makes a great movie, he said, it's 98% the script, 1% casting and 1% everything else. And I thought of that when I was listening to Mamet here, because of course, you know, like everything he says applies to Shakespeare. You know, there's no stage directions. It's it's all right that you say your lines, 
right? And, and you understand what they mean. I love what he says. People say, I don't understand what it means. What does the play mean? It's like, you've read the play. We don't have, to have a read through. You've read the play. Well, the, the beautiful thing is then he says, um, you know, he, with another teacher, when he was at NYU, he did it for the students. He was like, yes. nobody was going to form their uh, acting company. So we formed an acting company to see if we could just get some plays put on instead of all this student bullshit. And yeah. apparently what he had them do was uh, he had like a, a, a test with um, funny riddles and questions to see who could get the right answers. He had a poem that they wanted them to memorize. And Jeffrey Tambor says like, why? Yeah, and the and the answer is because it doesn't matter what the riddle is. If you want it bad, if you want to be in this show, you, you know you will bribe, beg, borrow, steal. You will find out what the answers are. Put them down. If don't tell me that you want to be Titus Andronicus and you can't memorize a twelve line poem because he's not buying it. Yeah, I want to, I won't ruin it because I urge the listeners to go listen to it themselves. But remember, one of the questions was why are commandos taught to lisp? When they're, when they're running around at night and he That's gives you great. the answer. And and you might say, what does that have to do with acting? His answer is nothing. But if you want to be in this play, you'll do whatever you got to do to get all these questions right in a week. He, he's a, so he has, says a lot of funny things there, a lot of things that made me laugh out loud when I was listening to it. But one thing he said that I thought was really profound, I'd love to get your take on is this. He says, most people are terrified of their talent. And that really, like, that really stuck with me when he says most people are terrified of their talent. What do you what do you make of that? Because I have a take I, on that. I think if we if you think back to like yourself in seventh grade, you might have been envious of somebody that got much more attention than you. But at the same time, you remembered what it felt like when you got attention and everybody turned around. And there's a there's just a dichotomy in people, I think, that doesn't necessarily go away. But we're aware of as children, which is to seek attention, but to be extremely uncomfortable with it at the same time. I think there's a lot of people that are trying to be in the next big play on Broadway but they're afraid that that might actually work out. What would it be like to have everybody stand, stare at you? Yeah, and it's also, that's interesting. And it's also reminds me of like, even if you're not in the theater world or in, or in the performing arts, being terrified of your talent. I mean, if you have really have a talent for something and you wanna pursue that, there could be a risk, right? So I've known, I've known successful attorneys who have left the legal practice to become high school teachers. Right. And that's like a really admirable thing. And they were because that's where their talent was, maybe. They, but they, they became great, great teachers. Now, to do that, you have to say, OK, I, I took the LSATs. I, I, you know, I'm supposed to everyone's you're going to take a financial risk. You're going to take a social risk. People are going to say to you, what do you mean? Like in five years, you could have been a partner in the law firm or something or 10 years or, you know, but you if you're really going to follow the thing that you're talented in, there might be some degree of risk. I, well, I think it has a lot to do with what um, F. Scott Fitzgerald said to a young writer, which is basically that the, the only good stuff is the stuff that hurts. And that goes for acting and that goes for anything else. There's an interesting light motif uh, of this episode, which is that interesting people do interesting things. And I think that that's what the riddles have a lot to do with. I think that's what the poem has a lot to do with. I think Mamet can't ex necessarily explain his own success. Now we know that a lot of his success is based on the fact that he's funny, well-read, he likes good things. And so how do you select for those people? You know, they're at least outnumbered one to six, if not more. And so he's looking for people with a natural capacity for memorization, people who could come out and tell you a fun fact. I think the, the secret of the, the reason why the seals uh, lisp at night is that Mamet knows that and it sticks with him and he's looking for the kind of person with whom that would stick. He can't necessarily explain why. He says it doesn't matter, but it definitely matters. It definitely matters. And he wants people that know riddles. He, that's why he likes Ricky Jay. He says, you look at these people and you could tell they've been someplace. They've been someplace. They've been on the sidewalk. And that's why he says he loves bit actors from the 30s and 40s.
Now I had never heard of Ricky Jay and this, this shocked you. Do you think we could put like a link in the description or something for, for people to watch? Uh, yeah. We'll put a link in for the, this podcast and also for Ricky Jay on YouTube, because if you do not know Ricky Jay, he is unbelievably great. So we urge you to see that. So look up the podcast and look up Ricky Jay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.